Hey guys, I just woke up from my nap. I'm just sitting in the car. Let me lock the car. So nobody sneak up on me. Come get me. I mean, I doubt if anybody wants me looking the way I look right now. First of all, um, I just woke up from a nap. I'm dry. Like, you know how you just wake up and you have nothing to give? I really don't have nothing to give, but I wanted to record because um, I told myself I would start being a little more consistent. So I definitely saw y'all. I'm looking at people. See, that's why ADHD medication is so important. It's, it's so important. <laughs> but how is it going? You know what I wanted to get on here and talk about? The fact that we are at almost 1,000 listens. My goal is to get to a thousand listens. I want to say by Wednesday, and I'm confident I can do that. I want to say thank you to everybody that listens to Why You Say That Jazz Radio. I am fully aware that Why You Say That Jazz is unconventional. It's not traditional. It's not your average um, podcast. I don't say things that are necessarily appropriate, but at the same time, some of the topics I choose to touch on aren't necessarily inappropriate. I understand there have been times when, you know, sometimes I will unpack some issues that you may feel are redundant. However, they're not redundant. It's just that these are common themes in our society that we ignore. And until we destigmatize it, until we touch on it, I'm going to keep talking about it. So <laughs> don't even stress yourself out. It's it's a matter of you listening or not listening if it um is bothersome to you. And I don't mean no harm when I say that. And I'm out of breath because I just ran to the car. I, mm, I'm trying. I'm coming down, though. But <laughs> I I talk about things that I know have at some point stigmatized me. And I don't know about y'all. I like to feel comfortable. And if I don't feel comfortable, guess what? I don't go out. You know, today I was going to talk about agoraphobia, but I'm going to wait until it's more fitting to discuss that because I really want people to understand that, especially, you know, after the pandemic, I want people to understand how anxiety is not something people are using as a scapegoat. Anxiety is real. As a matter of fact, with time, I've noticed my anxiety has gotten significantly worse. Now, this does not mean that I'm not functional. This is this is why I have this platform, why you say that, Jazz. I want you to understand you have everyday people who are super successful in their own right, right, that are battling these issues, and it doesn't make them less than. That's why I get on here and I advocate for myself and those people because I have listened to people over the years marginalize them and put these people in the box as if they were nothing and scum of the earth because they were battling something that, you know, for the most part, people could not see or if they could see it, they automatically, you know, deemed it um, problematic without doing their due diligence and understanding where the person was coming from. Um, a good example would be this. Let's talk about Katie. Katie's an overworker, right? Or, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, she's an overachiever. Every time you see Katie, Katie's at work. Katie's, um, you know, standoffish at parties. Katie doesn't really engage. Um, but she offers good advice. Her love language is acts of service. 
you get a phone call one day that Katie committed suicide. And the first thing, you know, naturally people say, well, why didn't Katie say anything? Well, look at how people are stigmatized today. If you are openly discussing your depressive state, people will shoot you down. How do I know? Hey, listen, I'm not trying to be nasty. I see all them sneak disses towards me as it pertains to my podcast. Oh, yeah, I see all that. I'm not. (laughs) One thing about me, I am highly intuitive and there's nothing that you you got. Put it like this. Do you if you have a beef with me, if you feel a way about me, I'm already on to you. How they say I got a third eye and I see it all. (laughs) I got a third eye and I know when somebody is just you know, in my corner, just for the sake of being in my corner, I'm monitoring spirit. So I'm not stupid. But, you know, you have people like that who, you know, resent people that are openly talking about their mental state and you think it's a problem. And you know what I think? It's not even a problem that these people are openly talking about their mental state. I think you don't deal with your mental state. Instead, what you do is you're explosive. You yell, Um, You beat down on your loved ones and so on. And maybe you act belligerent in public. Maybe you're the type, because I was the type to do this. Maybe you're the type that don't deal with your problems. And when you go to the store, you give the cashier hell. I've done that before. So it's so easy to laugh at, mock, be annoyed with, be frustrated with those individuals that are openly battling their issues they're not hiding it from you they're not putting on the front they're telling you what it is and all you can think to for you know your your consensus is based on you know <laughs> you being tired of seeing it it's so many things you can do if you are tired of listening to me advocate for mental health there's there's the, my favorite thing the um smart thing to do, I would say, stop listening. Or um, I've been needing to purge my Facebook, anyways. I'm 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 definitely gonna do that. And this is not to spite. This is not to be nasty. This is just real talk. Like where I'm at right now in my life, com- I want to be comfortable. I want to speak freely. I don't want to be censored by people that don't even sponsor or support the podcast. Now, help me understand that, guys. It it doesn't have to be a podcast, but in any walk of life, if you are passionate and dedicated to the movement you stand for, and that's another thing. A lot of people don't even have something they stand for. They don't even have something they stand for. And when they see another individual going hard about a particular issue or problem or dilemma, they're going to crucify that person. But they don't even have a mission. You don't even like when's the last time you helped your community out just by using your voice. That's the easy way. Do you do you um volunteer Do you work in a line of service that gives back to the community, especially our community? How do you think that our people, people of color, how in the world can you say we are well and we are still recovering from 400 years of captivity? That's just that. Okay, that's the grand scheme. What about our mental health during the course of that after that? What are great, 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 great grandparents passed on and so forth? 
How in the world could you be upset, annoyed, frustrated? How could you deem anything redundant that is going to be a recurring theme in our community? Depression. Why do you think? I used to think this too before I had to get myself educated for people educated me. I used to think people were using depression as a scapegoat while being highly depressed myself. I was in an environment where no one practiced self-care. Self-care is hella important in this journey of life. Why? If you don't have the mental bandwidth to stop and take care of self, you're going to bleed out on everybody else. So I grew up around people that didn't practice self-care. They do it now, but they didn't do it then. So back then they were just in pain and we felt all of the, you know, backlash of their pain. And it's the same with me when I was in pain. People felt my pain, my pain. Oh, listen, let me tell you something. You don't want me in pain. You better hope I'm on my podcast talking and spreading awareness and not in pain. Because there was a time where I, with pride, I was so mean and so nasty. With pride. Because that was my, that was the easiest way I could back you up off me and not have to explain why I even went there in the first place. I will never forget. I don't know if I told this story on here, but me, listen, they say, they say, don't say you have a favorite cousin. Don't say you have a favorite sibling. Don't say these words. Okay, you're right. You shouldn't say that. But my favorite cousin, I'm sorry. David, you know why we favorites. David, you know we go back, back. Like, listen, you want to know why I think me and David became favorite cousins? Let me, t- let me explain myself. When we were kids, me and David used to play so hard that I feel like we, we kind of came into a covenant one day when he got stabbed in the foot with my great grandmother's like little, um, she had like these little antiques around the house. So it was like a little baby sword. It was as big as your index finger and it went into his foot, y'all. And from that day on, we was like, okay, we ain't gonna tell, we ain't gonna tell. We just gonna clean it off and we're gonna be all right. We just, we keep secrets like that. So that's the only reason why I use the word favorite. We will keep each other secrets. <laughs> but we went to Dunkin' Donuts and it was actually a beautiful day. That's why to this day I'm embarrassed and I'm cringing as I'm about to tell y'all this story because this story was wild and crazy. So it was actually a pretty day. I was going through some things, but it doesn't excuse what I did. So we went to the Dunkin' Donuts. You know how certain locations, they have Dunkin' Donuts slash Baskin Robbins. So at that time, I was on this Sherbert kick and I love pistachio almond ice cream. Oh my God. I don't eat it like I used to though, because um, it'll blow the fat girl up and I don't need that in my life. So we went to the Dunkin' Donuts slash Baskin Robbins. And I, you know, my cousins got their ice cream. Shout out to Zanaz too. So David and Zanaz, which I love the name, by the way. I've always said when I had a little girl, her name would either be Amina, Zari, or something with the Z. Zanaz is so innovative. I freaking love that name. But my cousins get their ice cream. And now it's my turn. So my cousin called my name and I turned my head. Now listen, the way my head is turned on my right side, I can see clear out my peripheral. So I can see the cashier. I can see my cousin. He called my name. I don't know why, but I turned my head. And as I'm talking to him, 
I see this, you know, back then she was all kind of names, but I see this lady throwing her hands like, come on, like what? Like, like doing like this, doing like this. I said to myself, I turned back around, I said, which, and this is, this is the PG version. I said, which, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't give a damn. I said, but don't you clap your hands at me unless you're ready to come outside. So my cousin's like, Jasmine, what's gotten into you? What's wrong with you? You know, um, and I said more colorful words, but I'm try- I try to keep it to a minimum on here. Like, it's already bad enough the other day I said the F word. And I really try to modify that because my, my grandmother listens, guys. I don't want my grandmother hearing me cuss, but I also want to be myself, too. But I was so fired up and ready to go there. And my cousin's like, look, come on, let's just go. Let's just go, Jazz. And when we left out, I was back. I was, I was talking just like this. And my cousin said, Jazz, how did you get there? What leads up to that? And I couldn't answer him. And that's when I knew something was wrong. And, and not only was it wrong, I felt convicted. Like, I don't know what. I was like, I was out of pocket. She did not deserve all of that. I mean, in in, in, in in fairness, why in the hell was I called on and turning my head to have a conversation? I should have told my cousin, you know, give me a sec. You know, I don't want to be rude. I would like to say since then, my customer service skills, because people think customer service is what you give. It's also what you put out as well as a customer. That's a, that's a double-edged sword. I would like to say my customer service skills has, has gotten way better. I'm, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of the local cashiers. Like, I, you know, I have a bond with them. I, I grew up, is what I'm trying to say. But I'm saying this to say, we could be so deep in our mess that we don't realize we're bleeding out on people. And like I said, that day I flipped off on her, it wasn't a, necessarily a bad day. But was it a tough time for me? Yes. And, you know, when we bottle up our frustrations, the next person, have you ever said this to yourself? Have you ever said, next person to say something stupid to me, you know, I'm going to cuss them out. I'm going to whoop them. You know, I'm going to do whatever. If you've ever said that, it's because you, you're, you're literally channeling all that rage and you're pocketing it. And when it's convenient for you, you know, whether you size up your people or maybe you're just a tough gangster and you don't care who you're talking to and you just get them whatever, whatever they want. You're, you're deliberately giving them years and years and years worth of rage. And then you wonder why you locked up. You, you wonder why you don't caught a case. You wonder why you, you know, you damn bad. It's because you're giving them everything and no one deserves that everything. It took me a long time to realize that, like, when I started to, you could weaponize rage, which is a psychotic episode. A lot of people don't know that full-blown rage fits or whatever you want to call them. That's a psychotic episode. When you can't keep yourself together to the point where people got to cool you down, they have to talk you down, they have to walk you around, they got to call uh, mama from down the street or, or, or stay the way to come over here because you lunching out on the freeway or wherever you at, that is psychotic. And we got to talk about it. That is why it's important to get it out. Be tired of what I talk about on my podcast, but I hope in the very least 
you're encouraged to go and deal with your stuff and find your outlet. I found mine. I found mine. The question is, do you have yours? Or are you still flipping off on your family? Cussing out your mother. I don't cuss out my mom. Do you cuss out your mother, your father, your family, your friends? You still in the middle of family drama? Are you the type of person, you know, you still won't fight your neighbors? Don't even know your neighbors. Don't realize the power in having the community, but you cussing out your neighbors because you don't have an outlet and you pissing on everybody else that do have an outlet. Like a podcast, like a book, like a website, like a blog spot, whatever. I'm not going to be too long on that particular topic, but let me know what you think. Like, do you feel like certain outlets today that tackle mental health are necessary, no matter how uncomfortable? I agree. I feel like they are. I have literally gotten on this podcast. And like I said, thank you, everybody that listens to Why You Say That Jazz Radio. Thank you for your good responses. Thank you for the responses that may be indifferent. I appreciate every response I've ever gotten. This podcast means a lot to me. It's delivered me. It's purged me. It's helped me grow. It it, it helps me leave something for my little ones. It means the world to me. And I'm super excited to showcase my podcast at the very first, my group, by the way, the Secret Network for Women of Color event on May 15th at 1215, 65040 Branch Avenue. Yes, this podcast helped me birth another project. So yeah, I'm going to keep talking on here. You're not going to stop me from talking. I'm going to talk. I'm going to walk. That's an inside joke. Maya know what I'm talking about. Let me know what you think.